Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Steve Bruce, defender, author, manager, and modern-day Renaissance man. 737 career appearances for United, Norwich, Gillingham, plus others. Managed every team who's ever come 16th in the Premier League. Now Newcastle manager. <laughs> now Newcastle manager, plus author. But let's see what the book club thought of his 1994 autobiography, the beautifully named Heading for Victory, on this week's football book club imagine being in a state of shock that you could give birth for two months i just had time to scream to janet run run they've caught us i used to go on caravan holidays in prestatin that's why i know i reckon i've been in steve bruce's shop once upon a time Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read another footballer's autobiography. Less J.K. Rowling, more Stuart Downing. And thanks to Matthew Brazier for sending that one in. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> hey, no slag off our listeners. <laughs> no, no, genuinely, that was quite good. I liked you're in it. A foul, foul mood today, Jack. I'm foul mood. What are you going to say about this? I wonder why. And if you'd like to be insulted by Jack Bernhardt, uh, send in <laughs> on any of our social accounts your uh, author slash footballer combination. I'm James Bug, and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Dean Windass's Dino and Steve Claridge's <laughs> Beyond the Boot Counts. But today we're reading Steve Bruce's 1994 autobiography, Heading for Victory. And reading it with me are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And James Balgen. Hello. <laughs> so... <laughs> Steve Bruce, obviously Newcastle manager, and I think we should stress this now, at time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's really feeling like a matter of time, isn't it? It's really it, sad. It could happen halfway through your list while you're listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it, could, it, could, it might have happened a week ago. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I've already been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from his managerial, uh, his, uh, you know, the, the way things are going at Newcastle now, and what I didn't know was... He was. I knew he read some books, but I didn't know quite how much of a prolific author Steve Bruce is. So, yeah. right for, for context, F. Scott Fitzgerald, who wrote The Great Gatsby, of course, <laughs> wrote <laughs> wrote four books. Do you know how many books? Stay with me. Do you know how many books Steve Bruce has written? How many do you think? Oh, oh I reckon he's done seven. I'll go a bit higher. Ten. Oh, <laughs> he's got a series of fiction novels, hasn't he? I'd this say, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go eight. You've, you've all overshot six, so that wasn't quite... <laughs> <laughs> but still, he's written two more books than F. Scott Fitzgerald. And as, you, said, as you mentioned, James, he, he famously wrote a trilogy of football crime novels. But this mm-hmm. little number seems to have slipped under the radar a bit. And 
possibly for good reason. This is his, de- <laughs> this is his debut novel uh, about a subject. Debut he's, novel. <laughs> he's very familiar with himself. <laughs> Basically describing his career up to 1994 when he was United captain. I feel like we already know Steve Bruce pretty well because he's been no lies forever, right? In many ways. Yeah. He's... He's been a he's been a player or a manager all our footballing supporting lives. I suppose I, I do I do think of all of my ma- the major events in my life and think what's Steve <laughs> Bruce doing right now? Where was Steve Bruce managing like, at that at time? At my wedding, yeah. I was thinking I hope Steve Bruce is enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Steve Bruce manager when you were getting married, Jack? Uh, it was twenty twelve, so he probably would have been I guess Sunderland, Sunderland. manager or something. Yeah, Sunderland. Wigan? Was he Wigan? Maybe. Maybe Sunderland. I don't know if he was. Or Hull? Maybe Hull. He's been around. Oh, it was Hull. It was probably Hull, actually, wasn't it? Oh, he was doing quite around. well at Hull. Got to the cup farm. But anyway, like I say, we base our lives on Swesty Bruce's management. <laughs> <laughs> Very loosely. There's a lot of stuff I still learned in this book. So let's go right back to the start of Steve Bruce's literary career, all the way to 1994. Also, generally, there's a bit where Steve Bruce almost gets framed for being a career criminal. So look forward to that. <laughs> Okay, over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and Ken is back with another song. But first, how are we all doing? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Tash, yes, <laughs> before, before we recorded, uh, I hope this isn't betraying any kind of confidence. You told us uh, about a tattoo you used to have. Oh, James, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is a better a... conversation subject, I will say. Let's make this the whole podcast a... about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very dodgy tattoo when I was about 17 and it was of a Billy Joel lyric and I'm not telling you what lyric it was (laughs) and I can't believe you just outed me (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna find out this all came up because we were talking about the new podcast uh, We Didn't Didn't Start the Fire Fire available on Crowd Network uh yes. tying it all in so now we have to guess so i i reckon it was harry truman i reckon that tash had you harry truman had, written do you want Just me to tell harry you where truman? it was and then maybe that will help narrow it down okay is it to do with the body part then the lyric it I was, don't know it, enough, was really it was here and it was removed so long ago that the so scars point even to, faded i'm pointing your uh, just under my f- arm your bicep Okay. Yes. Yep. If I if I tell you it was very pretentious teenage lyric, I've got it. That I've might help. Was it like and uh, and just for just for any rom com fans out there, the reason that I got it was because of thirteen going on thirty. Oh, I have seen that oh, film. Gonna... <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That? I've got a story about that. I've got a story. Thirteen going on thirty is uh, one of the, the most embarrassing film I've ever cried at. I honestly, I was. Uh, I'm almost positive you've already told this story on this <laughs> podcast. On the podcast. I think I have. I think I have. <laughs> I have three stories. <laughs> One that I saw Rio Ferdinand in Missoula, Shakespeare. <laughs> One that I cried at 13 going on 30. And I've got two stories. <laughs> <laughs> Tash, was the tattoo um, just all the way down your arm? Was it? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my thumb sent Uptown Girl on it, but I'm glad that's gone now. And where was Steve Bruce manager when you got this tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> it was, so it was a long time ago. I think I'm he was just... still playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do Amazon reviews this week. It got 4.4 stars at, from about 16, but no one had done a very funny review. How rude. Oh. <laughs> no one had done one this week. So instead, I'm going to have to ask... Uh, you know, us four muggins, what we thought of the book. What, what, <laughs> should, we, should, we, what, should we say it in the style of a bad Amazon review? 
Yeah, stay, uh, Jack, you can eat Basel Boy. Basel Boy? What, uh... I bought this book for my dog. My dog did not enjoy it. Five stars. <laughs> there we go. I This book, I feel like if you looked at Steve Bruce, this would be the book that you would imagine would come out of that man. I know they say not to judge a book by the cover, but you know, it's like it's like a gotch pie of a book. It's got some good meaty bits in it, but it's surrounded by absolute tripe. But I I know what you I I do I know very much what you mean. And when you say there's some meaty bits, the meaty bits are very few and far between. So oh, very, very thin. It's, it's like re- a, it's re- a cheap scotch pie. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you received this pie, you would almost certainly be taking it back and going like more yeah, yeah. more meat, please. You I munch this- your way through the gristle. Yeah. <laughs> I think nice- that was going to be one of the Amazon reviews, isn't it? <laughs> James, uh, you know, was, was it was it a good introduction to uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Bruce? So I'm reluctant to go in too hard on little Steve Bruce because he's having such a hard time at the moment. And if yeah. he listens to this, and that's like, he's having, everyone is slating him and then listens to this and we're just slagging off the book. <laughs> do you think this will break him? This will be the that final straw? do. That is, a very, that is a very good point. Aww. So, guys, be, do this. I want you on your best behaviour. Fairly. Because, fair. Yeah, be nice. That's Let's be fair. Because okay. we all do. That is true. We do all love Steve Bruce. It's very hard We all not like to Scotch pie sometimes, you know? And <laughs> actually, like... as interesting as this book is, he still comes across as a very nice guy. He does. That is true. That is, like, that is it, true. It, we it, can't it, take I that away from him. I haven't come out of this book thinking, oh, God, what an awful... I've, I've sort of thought, yeah, what a lovely guy. Right. All say, let's, so we can get. So we can be fair... Everyone say something nice about Steve Bruce. Tash, <laughs> get us out of the way. Um, he is my dream geography teacher. Oh, that's a very nice. That's a very nice thing to say about him. I think he is. I think he's he's got a poison chance at Newcastle. And he's doing his his best. He's doing his very best there. Fair James, enough. he uh, he has respect for Lady Di. So. <laughs> I think we're going to need to start you don't Lady know Di. That. Yeah. He does. He mentions Lady Di. Yeah. Oh, he does. You're yeah, right. He, he does. does. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to start a, a Diana watch as well as Peter yeah. watch because she keeps popping up all the time. Diana watch. <laughs> and, and and Jack, nice thing about Steve Bruce. Uh, when he smiles, he looks like a kind grandmother, and it brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> right there, we go. Now we can say anything we want. We've been kind. So. The, get, the floodgates have opened. Oh, also separately, I was going to mention on the front cover, um, Justine Bruce looks a lot like the head from Art Attack, which is something I've never noticed, <laughs> noticed before in my life. But on the cover, he really does. He's got like, yeah. it's very Roman. Very Roman. It's a he shame there's no Roman. statues of him because he make, he would make a great statue. He would. I don't, I don't think, think that's that... going to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> the people of Newcastle will not make a statue Sorry, for Steve. <laughs> So, as you mentioned, we love Steve Bruce, and uh, you know, you're meant to start a book with a bang. I mean, look, we've read a lot of football books. We've read yep. a lot of bad, bad, bad football books. This first chapter is probably the worst chapter we've ever read. I would say Steve Bruce has it, turned off. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Steve. It, I'm not having this. It's a remarkable decision because it's he has an interesting career. Clearly, he's had a very interesting career, and it's mm-hmm. clear that so it, this book. I I assume what's happened in this book is that there was an original of this book that came out in 1993. 
Yeah. This is what I assume. I don't know if this is true. There must have been an original of this book that came out in 1993, and he got to the end of it, and he was like, what a great career. I'm done. And then they said, can you republish it, and we'll put a new first chapter in about 93, 94. And what Steve Bruce heard was, okay, you want me to say every single thing that happened in 93 <laughs> to 1994. Got that's it. A- I'll put it straight in. <laughs> that's good, because that's a good point as well, set up with the context, because it, it recaps everything. So this is Steve Bruce very much at the end of his career, captaining Manchester yeah. United, and they've just won the double. They so just I won the double. Kind of see that is a, 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 at the time. You know, Man United have won you know a treble since, uh, yeah. and they've they've they did win a lot of things afterwards. But at that time, that was the first league title I think, or just before they won their first league title in twenty five years, and then the first double since. Oh, not many teams have done it. I know he talks about Danny Blanchflower doing it for Spurs a lot in the sixties, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it, it that, and that should be. A really exciting chapter. But you're right. It is just match report, match report, match report. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's amazing because he starts off by going like, I'm sad we didn't win the treble, which is such a weird way to start a book. Like to be <laughs> fundamentally to be like, I'm sad we didn't won the tr- win the treble. We won the double. Now here's every game that happened in that season. <laughs> you're like Immediately you're like, oh, oh, okay, what? Fine. Like it starts off and he's like, okay, we start, we had our first match against Norwich. And then he goes into detail about Norwich. And I was like, okay, well, that's the first match. That's fair enough. I can understand that. You want to go into detail detail about the first match that makes sense yeah then he goes into the next match against sheffield united and i was like okay match number two that's interesting an interesting decision to tell me what happened in match number two then we get to match number three and it's aston villa and you're thinking okay really strap in now because nothing interesting is happening in these matches it is literally like mark hughes scored a goal eric Cantona scored a goal we had a well-attended game against wimbledon and it it is just that for and remember this is back when the premier league had 22 teams so this is like four 42 games that he just goes into horrifying, horrifying detail in. That is oh, true. Oh, it's so tedious. And the final sentence of that chapter is, we were one game away from winning the treble. That would have done. That would, that that would have been yeah, one. It should have been, it should have been four word chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, now back to my life. <laughs> yeah. It was already quite a short book, so that would have been even nicer. <laughs> This is the interesting thing is the book is so, so short, but it took me so long to read. His his references I found really difficult. Like he's talking about a manager and the only reference point he gives is that he's like King Canute. Like, come on, mate. Part, parting of the seas. Come yeah. on. Come on, Tash. Yeah. <laughs> I like that bit because it wasn't like... a Billy Joel lyric. <laughs> <laughs> come on. King Canute, Harry Truman. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that bit because he was like he was a great manager but he was no King Canute which is like well, what do, 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 do they all aspire to be King Canute <laughs> I, I'm sorry you've come second in the LMA manager of the year behind King Canute obviously sure but yeah you're right and it's, it's, the book is kind of sandwiched because the whole book isn't like that either the, the rest of the book isn't necessarily Thankful. quite as in depth as that you do yeah but it is sandwiched in between these two um, really 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 boring chapters like there's one at the beginning and then when he goes to Manchester United again back at the end of the book again, they're just so it really really does list it off I know he loves playing for Man United he says it over and over again you know a, a bit nerdy at times it'll be like um, you know, oh, everyone says the greatest job but I really felt it was the greatest job and I loved it so much and I really <laughs> love Manchester United and he, you, do, you do get that point but you know the, the first bit is so boring because at least in the second time he talks about a bit where he almost doesn't play because he's eating too much cheese and pickle at the pub. <laughs> that bit, that's a great story. Dr- that is a great story. But those are the nice bits. It's all yeah. the rubbish around it. which it's it's, And it so doesn't feel like it. Steve Bruce either from what you know no. of him. On no. TV. It, it doesn't feel like been. him. It doesn't feel like he's written it, it at all. It feels very clunky. Like there are so many 
like really bad sentences here is one of the first sentences of the book it is if i had my dreams like everyone else there were times when i thought that they would be no more than that (laughs) (laughs) i mean that dream that sentence is like a a christopher (laughs) nolan movie like you can read it one way you can read it the next it doesn't make any sense there was there was something i read there was one later on where he says nowadays apprentices are given time to further their education outside football which must be a good thing in my time there was nothing of the sort expecting him to kind of go into depth about what he got instead he went i used to have to catch the 20 past 8 bus in the morning to get in by nine o'clock the next bus was not until eight forty-five, and that did not until arrive until just after nine what that that bit i genuinely because we were all reading this on kindle because you can't buy this book in um but you can because like well, because like gonna, thirty quid, seven hundred and yeah, seven hundred eighty-five pounds. Yeah. Imagine if you spent seven hundred eighty-five pounds and just had to read that. Like, I will <laughs> tell you actually, it costs seventeen pound forty-four, and I know that because my copy's turning up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you have two copies of this book now. Technically, yeah, that, you're the only but person who's genuinely this book twice. <laughs> When I read that bit with the with the bus times or whatever it was, I literally I slammed my laptop down and I had to go for a walk. <laughs> I was so angry. The book does go into his younger life though, after the um, first chapter, all the way back to the start of his career at Gillingham, which I, I didn't know a lot about, to be honest. Tash, I know you like this section. Why was it your favourite bit? Because, as we've previously mentioned, this book is quite uh, plain, I'll say. Because that's a kind word, isn't it? It's quite yeah. plain. Yeah. And this bit was such a canvas for my imagination to run wild that I let this chapter become a sort of retelling of Vanity Fair. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tell me more. I'm intrigued. So imagine young Steve Bruce is our Becky Shop, right? Who's Becky Becky Shop? Becky Shop (laughs) is the protagonist of Vanity Fair. Come on, football book club. Becky Sharp is the the protagonist of Vanity Fair and she is a social climber, notoriously. So we have young Steve Bruce. He's being paid 12 quid a week with two quid extra if they win a game. And he's living with Muriel and Sam Legg and he's very homesick. And, you know, the team are doing quite well. He's catching the 820 buzz. He's not late every day. And yep. he gets there and he has to clean the boots and he has to clean, he has to fix pipes and he's repainting roofs and he's doing all this stuff. Yeah. And then a new guy arrives, Billy Hughes. Oh, oh Billy. Good natured, wealthy, just like Emmy and Vanity Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they're both 16. Steve is watching him play and he calls him a boy wonder and he says the media are all over him. And he buys Steve all these pints in the pub and he confides all his secrets in Steve and all of his hopes and dreams. And then what? Have you ever heard of Billy Hughes, the wonder kid? Ever? No. Well, I have a theory about this because there's one sentence in this whole book where he has any flair to his writing. And I think it's a clue as to his true feelings towards this poor man who, Billy Hughes, who's been consigned to the... Yeah. Arsehole of history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that the sentence? <laughs> he says, it seems strange that the struggling apprentice has all his dreams fulfilled and Billy's crumbled to dust. Yes. N- now you tell me that that's, that line isn't out of place in this very, very plain <laughs> book. I think little Cinderella Bruce has been scrubbing the floors and washing his pints. I think he's 
this Billy has confided all of his secrets in him and then Steve Bruce sacrificed him to the gods for his own social climbing oh and we word. only have Steve Bruce because we don't have Billy Hughes I think oh. he took him down from the inside like Vanity Fair you're absolutely <laughs> right that's true that's exactly what happened do you think Billy Hughes was like oh make sure you do loads of headers and break your nose a lot that's yeah. the secret these are the secrets I can give to you I mean, what I, secrets is Steve Bruce getting from this guy I don't know but I, I looked at his Wikipedia page he literally plays at Gillingham and then and he's like touted there's all of these newspaper articles about how amazing he is and how he's going to be the wonder kid and then he vanishes at the same time that Steve Bruce becomes the new I'm sorry there's summer in this this is something no, yeah. I, no book so far has merited or it definitely not included not definitely it hasn't had a like an alternate way of uh, interpreting the book this is yeah this is revolutionary you <laughs> one of the driest books you've ever read you've totally reinterpreted it I think to make a new more exciting I think book my brain was like you know when you go into one of those flotation tanks and your brain goes <laughs> like off on a tangent and you start seeing things i think yeah. that's what happened to me when i was reading this book he was best man at his wedding wasn't he yes he was which i feel like is the final kick in the teeth yeah i, okay. I actually yeah that actually that, that yeah so there's some holes forming now to no, 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 that works. no no it's just the one line that he says he never mentions yeah. him again he goes oh, true. He and he was best him. man at my wedding yeah, yeah it was almost like as if to be like this, this is the one thing i'll give you before casting you off and taking or your powers i'm gonna make you watch how expensive my wedding is <laughs> this was my favorite segment as well the whole thing because it happens in newcastle where he was growing up of course and the only place that would give him a trial was in gillingham so he goes all the way down to kent from newcastle which is long and the things like first, it's th- long. two things I learned Gillingham are a really dirty club because uh, one of his tasks is they say the kit was only washed once a week even if it was caked yeah. in mud but we had to collect it all in and hang it up around a big boiler uh. by the end of the week the smell was absolutely horrendous of course it bloody uh. was they're footballers why would you put it near a big boiler as well <laughs> let's make this horrible sweaty thing hotter yeah we put good. a fan behind it and we yeah. wafted it around <laughs> the whole club. welcome to Gillingham we would say is the smell <laughs> but, yeah it's like so he has to do that he has to clean all that and then like you mentioned there's all these tasks that he has so he had to he said he says i sometimes wondered whether i become an apprentice to a laundry or a commercial cleaning company rather than a football club he does uh he fixed the terraces he paints the roof uh in fact whatever menial tasks need to be doing we did it uh a burst pipe like you say you fix what was going on at gillingham before steve bruce turned up <laughs> i really honestly who was doing any of these jobs and like, they gave him a fiver for fixing the pipe <laughs> yeah and he was like brilliant cool thank you so much I'm delighted with that it's also really weird because he's like oh i i you know i'm he was going to become like a, a a trainee plumber at yeah. the merchant navy or something like that do you think gillingham was just like oh we need a handyman get him in see this is what happened and then he went in and sat that poor fella's soul out of him his footballing soul wow <laughs> how old was he at this point like, 16 yeah I don't understand why they're just like go, right come fix this pipe with like no supervision they have no <laughs> experience just like just leave one, them to fix one of the their pipe. most valuable assets at the club yeah. is really promising youngster they go yeah let's get some scolding water <laughs> would you mind cleaning the chimney just head on up there <laughs> yeah. And he loves it. That's the thing. Steve Bruce absolutely loves yeah. it. He's like, yeah. yeah, 
Why, aye. I'm, I'm straight on it. Like he says over and over again, he says, I must admit, I enjoyed it. <laughs> just like, he loves just like cleaning these pans and stuff like that. And there's a there's a bit later in the book where um, they win the league and then he wakes up in the morning and Brian Robson uh, like does all the washing up for him. And I was just thinking, Steve Bruce is fuming right now. <laughs> like, That's what I do. I want to clean the I was the looking forward to that. You can yeah, well think- imagine Steve Bruce being like your granddad, though. He's like, back in my day, I had to scrub the floors for a tenner. You yeah. think all all Geordies love cleaning up after parties. Like, that's like, <laughs> and that's like our question for Twitter this week. So, <laughs> at Football Book Club, at Footy Book Club, jump on there and ask: Is cleaning just for Geordies? <laughs> Brian Robson and Steve Bruce fighting over a J cloth. Right, it's time this week for out of context, Steve Bruce. Every week, everyone comes with a line from the book uh, out of context James kick us off there is no justification for a 75 year old being woken up in his hotel room and thrown into a prison cell for the duration of his stay in Turkey (laughs) (laughs) he's absolutely right absolutely right there Can I just say that was that was particularly good because there's no context for that in the book either. Yeah, that's true. That's that's, legitimately out of context. We have no idea what that refers to, but he just says it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I agree. Sure. It's like he became like home secretary for a second. Yeah, (laughs) bring back our seventy-five-year-old man. Uh, Jack, what was your out of context this week? A tap on the backside was as much as I could expect from Alex Ferguson. I've Very gone good. blue. I've finally done it. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> mine's blue, don't worry. Yeah, mine uh, is as well. Tash, let's hear it. He loves it, and I get a great deal of satisfaction from watching him at every opportunity. That's Brian Robson cleaning up, though. So. <laughs> yeah, he fucking loves it. <laughs> um, and my one is, let's keep it Let's keep it blue. Let's keep it blue. Gillingham did not win any trophies that season, but the Bruce mantelpiece was well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. And there'll be more Steve Bruce after the break. Welcome along to a brand new podcast called 21st Century Football, a complete guide. Well, so far that is. This podcast is all about celebrating the best of the world's most beautiful game, but only if it happened in the 21st century. This series is all about championing the greatest footballers of the last 20 years. Each week we'll have a variety of hosts, including YouTube star Statman Dave Stephen Tries. Got that underwear range. You've got a pair on now, haven't you, Stephen? No, no. I soiled mine this morning. And myself, Will Brazier, will also feature radio legend Adam Brown. Find us on your regular podcasting sites, as well as our brand new YouTube channel. Search 21st Century Football. It sound right, boy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Football Book Club. Last we heard, Steve Bruce was at Gillingham, but then he got his big break at Norwich. Exciting. Everyone enjoy this bit? Yeah. <laughs> More than the first bit. Yep. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard. It started picking up, didn't it? It did start it, picking it up. It did. It did. It genuinely did. What was weird about very quickly about the when he talked about Gillingham, he was like, "Oh, I'd played over two hundred games for them." He, yeah. He seemed to have suddenly have played like two hundred. Like he aged in in like a page. Yeah, I think I. What I didn't know about Steve Bruce was that he didn't go to United till he was what, like 25, 26? Yeah, he was a bit older. He was yeah. quite older. Yeah. I didn't realise that. He'd played quite a lot he of games for the He was 48 He hasn't even played for them yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, still, he's still waiting to make his debut. Well, talking of debuts. He had some mad debuts. I think, um, obviously, I think most of us will be aware of some of the mad debuts in the modern era like Jonathan Woodgate's probably the classic one isn't it the classic one own goal red card card and that was it and he killed a man I think as well (laughs) (laughs) right at the end slagged off Raul (laughs) Steve Bruce had a hat trick of bad debuts he his so his debut for Gillingham yep he got knocked out by the goalkeeper and stretched it off Oh that was yeah! His first debut. I forgot that. Yeah, jeepers! Then that was just his excuse on. to get back in and uh, <laughs> get started on the cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a mound of laundry to do. Yeah. Just one eye open on the stretcher. Yeah. Um, and then for Norwich, he scored an own goal against Liverpool on his debut. And then finally, on his debut for Man U, it's a bit later on, but it's a trilogy. So he he um, <laughs> gave away a penalty and broke his nose. These are all in his debuts for his three professional clubs. Yeah, cursed. It's in in in, so, in in the book. He laments not having it, making it, getting a cap for England. But maybe it's a good thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that, one cap. It could have been an international incident if he had <laughs> yeah. got a, got a cap on his debut. Awful. That's the Norwich one is especially bad though. The scoring an own goal, then technically scoring two. Right? Is that right? Yeah. He says he says it's not mm-hmm. given to him the second one, but he does. It comes off him. He says it yeah. comes off him. Yeah. yeah too honest didn't need to include that he talked about that bit when he says like oh i, I learnt here that you shouldn't make mistakes when you play in the first division it's like yeah that that makes sense shouldn't you you should try and not make mistakes instead of instead of making mistakes in football don't at gillingham i can make all the mistakes i wanted we were encouraged yeah. to make mistakes at gillingham. that's why he doesn't have a statue yet isn't it it's true that's, that's probably true no yeah i steve didn't have a particularly good time on any of his debuts and it sort of ties into there's a kind of pervading feeling throughout this book there's slightly weird like otherworldly things happening he has this terrible luck throughout his all of his debuts but then does really well but also like at the start of the book he's randomly talking well it's the start but it's technically the end because of the you know 
terrible uh, system that he's got with this book where he starts at the, the end of his career. Oh, we, we love um, you, Steve Bruce. We love you. We love uh, you, Steve uh, Bruce. You're great. <laughs> you're a lovely grandma, but still. Um, he... <laughs> He says to Eric Cantona, like, randomly one day, they're just, like, training before the FA Cup final. And Steve Bruce says, um, it was then that I turned to Eric Cantona and said, you're going to get a penalty today. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I didn't know where it had come from. And it's like, what, Steve, what has happened? Have you yeah. been, like, possessed by a future ghost? What's yeah. happening? Uh, and, and Eric Meg, Cantona... Mystic Meg takes control. <laughs> Eric Cantona, in, fa- in fairness to Eric Cantona, he just kind of goes, yeah, I'll score. And <laughs> It's very like okay. We're going to just ignore the fact that Steve Bruce can predict the future. Yeah, maybe that's, <laughs> he he's given us a psychic reading. He used to like, say yeah, all the time in training. He used to say all those kind of things always, and they were just like, ah, it's just Steve. But then later on, uh, well, again, not later on because earlier in the book, because of this terrible system, Steve's mum says that he had a she. She got given a letter from Steve's headmaster uh, saying when she had cleaned the kits. Apparently, um, like she they, they were they were an emerald green car- color, and he was like, thank you so much for cleaning these kits i know that emerald green is probably your favorite color bizarre thing to say to anyone <laughs> i have no idea why he said it so i i, maybe I it's I, his I, birthstone maybe but, but i didn't why? understand that bit either and the only thing i thought is he mentioned earlier that she's irish yeah oh maybe uh, maybe it is yeah, that. Yeah, i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing to say to anyone especially it's in a letter clear. when you can't gauge any kind of reaction um <laughs> But he said, oh, uh, thank you for cleaning these kits. I'm sure you liked it because they were green, because you're Irish, apparently. Um, But when he's playing for Manchester United, you won't need to clean the kits anymore. And Steve's like, did he know? Did he have a psychic reading? Did he know that I play for Manchester United? Was he just picking a random big club out of the air? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, it's not that mystic, is it? Really, he literally did just—he did just picked out a big club out of the air. That was it. It's pretty mystic. It's sort of—it's like it's unsettling. In a book, it's <laughs> very, very plain. Anything that's—it's like in Paranormal Activity. The bits yeah. that aren't—the bits that are scary in Paranormal Activity aren't when, like, you know, weird stuff happens. It's are when, the like, bits when tiny... Steve Bruce is playing for Gillingham? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's the bit <laughs> where Steve Bruce's mum starts washing kits. Yeah, that's the bit that I found very scary. Um, and then there's another bit later on when Steve Bruce is about to. he's he's moving from Norwich to Manchester United and the game that he was supposed to play in uh, before the transfer to Manchester United uh, the the player that replaced him the new number four gets his leg broken and like never plays again and Steve Bruce kind of like refers to it as almost like this final destination thing where he was like that should have been me I should have been the player who got his leg broken just then oh my god like as if it was karma coming back at him for Billy (laughs) for sucking the life out of Billy (laughs) Billy's the one who's like, it could have been me. Like, for yeah. the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. What was he called? Billy Phillips. Turned into dust. Billy who Hughes. cares? He's not, he's not big Billy now. Billy Hughes. Billy Hughes. Poor Billy Let's Hughes. Give him Remember the play. name. Remember the name. <laughs> God, poor Billy Hughes. <laughs> I feel like uh, in a podcast that promised just to be us ripping the piss out of Steve Bruce now, we're just destroying Billy Hughes. I looked him up Maybe on Facebook and couldn't find him, so I don't think he'll be... Facebook. I don't know if he's still knocking around. <laughs> he's probably running a very successful laundry company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk about his family, but specifically Janet, who oh, lovely Janet, lovely Janet. Janet. I think, Janet. So we don't get to know too much about Janet. You get enough to get a sense that they're they're like a little team. They're really nice to get. Like you just get the impression they're like a little team who make decisions together. They're really supportive of each other. So you just come. They both come across really well. He For mentions context, Janet uh, twenty-five Janet is his wife. times. 
Just in case. Janet's not his assistant manager. Of course, his imaginary friend. Uh, <laughs> a seven foot rabbit who tells him the world's going to end. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned oh, Janet. Got up market, Donnie Darko now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions her 25 times in this book which wow that's good for a footballer yeah we so they met at school that was another sweet part they're like high school sweethearts they were both into sport in the sports teams um and yeah and apart from that all you get to learn about is that she calls him an idiot when he gets injured <laughs> shouts <laughs> at him that is like a really he's getting stretched off and she's just shouting at him calling that's him an so idiot. funny that bit he gets like horribly injured and they're playing she's planning to they're planning to move from Gillingham to another club and he gets awfully injured and she just <laughs> runs up to him and is like what you done that for <laughs> <laughs> he, he says she says she says she says you stupid idiot what did you go and do a thing like that for uh, <laughs> and then he calls her a good honest Geordie woman like, I really sympathise with her though because when my boyfriend last October broke five bones playing football 25 minutes in we were supposed to be going on holiday the next week and I called him every name under the sun so I totally sympathise with Janet there <laughs> it's like yes your legs mangle but are you going to be back out by Tuesday so we can go to Egypt and Tom, Tom's autobiography says uh, she's just a good honest woman from Stoke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really funny bit where he makes it he makes it sound like the shock of his own goal sent Janet into early murder. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what? I didn't miss that bit. It, is this when she gives birth to Alex Bruce? Yeah, yeah, it's Alex. But but when you actually go back, he'd, he'd already said that she was about seven months pregnant before he'd even signed for Norwich. So I think it was just a pretty normal birth. Like, he's just... He, th- he thinks that... He, he's like, oh, I scored, a, I scored a goal that shocked Janet so much that, bang, two months later, our son popped out. Like... <laughs> Was it linked? <laughs> Two months later. Two months later. Footballers and their knowledge of gynaecology gets worse with every reading. <laughs> that, is, that is very true. That Imagine very being true. in a state of shock that you could give birth for two months. <laughs> the intensity of the shock you would have to feel. How big is Alex Bruce as a baby? <laughs> also, you touched upon it earlier, but there's that there's that bit where him and Janet just go and get pissed, and, and then he has to play a game unexpectedly. So, oh, like, what? And he eats cheese and pickles. He's yeah, like, he's got a hernia operation a booked bit. in um, for the following day, so he's not meant to be playing. So he goes, him and Janet go shopping in for a pub lunch, and they eat loads of cheese and pickles, and they're like really <laughs> stuffed, and they probably had some pints as well, I'm sure. And then um, Alex Ferguson asks him if he can play, so he has to play the game with a hernia and a belly full of cheese and pickles. <laughs> make them like they used to do they, they don't. do you think is- if uh, gary pallister had been injured he'd have asked janet to play as well <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a sad bit at the end with his wife though i thought literally right at the end he says um how it's difficult for the children at school they want to be ordinary kids but alex get you know gets taken the mick out of being steve bruce's son or like you know just they're like they always associate him as steve bruce's son and janet is always steve bruce's wife and as he says, seldom as a person in her own right, in her own right, and he really wants that to be the case. It's, I thought that was very sweet and uh, yeah, really sad. Nice. That bit, yeah. I thought it was nice that he talked about that though, because he's 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 you know he's sort of um, like highlighting the difficulties of being in a family with a famous footballer, and he's sort of saying she's her own person in her own right. Like people need to respect that. So that's nice that he points that out. Yeah, that's true. It's it's kind of ahead of its time in the, in looking at Janet. Yeah. If you look at some other books that we've read of this time, The Misogyny much and Drive, l- or much later very, as well. Or much later, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, he's very, he speaks very lovingly of Janet. 
Especially it's when they're such, they just seem like a really nice couple. You you mentioned it earlier, but when they, the, um, it, when Brian Robson comes around and he cleans the kitchen, <laughs> <So Yeah>. basically, <laughs> yeah. th- this is when Steve and Janet host a, like a party for, because they've they've won the league, right? I think that's when it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, it's 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 through another game that they're not involved. So it's Oldham and Villa, I think, and that's what decides them winning the league. So then people like. My new players just start turning up at their at their house. Um, who comes? I think uh, it was like Schmeichel, Schmeichel, Schmeichel li- lives like right down the yeah. Down Schmeichel the road, and like. Paul Ince and Brian Robson and his wife, um, and they have like a little party there. And everyone goes home, but but Brian Robson and his wife Denise end up staying over. And then they got up at seven a.m. to tidy and wash the kitchen floor. And all I could think was, there's absolutely no way Jermaine Pennant or Darren Huckabee would be up <laughs> at seven a.m. cleaning that kitchen. They'd be like putting shaving foam on Janet's head and like blasting an air horn, filming it. There's no way they'd be doing that. I thought that was really nice. It was sweet. It's true. Lovely. It, it sort of made me think they're all they're all just lovely old men having a nice time <laughs> together, aren't they? And obviously, Steve Bruce made his name at Manchester United, where he had the best time of his career. Um, But the more interesting thing I found about this section is, and we've just touched upon it before in episodes, uh, how he's kind of there United uh, in this changing world of football. He's at this point where football, the Premier League has just started in 92, 93. I think that was the first season, right? Agents are coming in and there's money being thrown around and stuff like that. And he says football is becoming, you know, entertainment. At some point, and he's, at one point he says uh, something like, uh, "Top class sport nowadays is on the fringe of show business. Some sports, such as boxing, have moved what I regard as being dangerously close to the entertainment industry." <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Steve Bruce watching a match, watching like uh, I don't know Mike Tyson v Evander Holyfield, and go, "Is it? Is this the Sopranos? I don't understand. Like, what, <laughs> I'm watching sport. I, just, I don't get it." <laughs> or the idea that like midway through a, a football match that gets too exciting, he's like, "Nope, shut it down. It's too exciting. Yeah. This is too entertaining." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's that's really interesting because also earlier on he mentions how he was on the same pitch at some points in his career early in his career as Alan Ball and Martin Peters who won the World Cup, which I couldn't believe to be honest. That was you know, so that they won the World Cup in 66 and he was they were play, he was playing with them maybe late very late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So right at the end of their career, right at the beginning of Steve Bruce's, and they kind of passed like ships in the night. And it's that, I found that really interesting. It was fascinating, but it was at the end of a book that was not fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's the drawback. Was, that is the drawback. It was a little bit like at the end of a lecture that has been incredibly dull. The last five minutes, suddenly they go like, mm, perhaps there are aliens. And you're like, what? Oh, wait, what? Or they put some clip art on the screen. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, you're a, you're a fun, interesting yeah. person. But I've just spent the last like hour like barely able to keep my eyes open. And I, and I mean that with the best one in the world with Steve Bruce because he is a lovely guy and we've talked about how lovely he is but I think this stuff at the end with Janet and with you know like what does it mean for sport where is sport going some really interesting things but by that time I was just like watching the ticker of the book come towards an end <laughs> you've, like, come you've, on. like genuinely Steve Bruce could have put in like a, a communist manifesto right at the end then yeah. I don't think anyone would have read it because they'd have been so like stultified well right okay you've brought me on very nicely to this week's dramatic reading because I know a lot of us because we have a WhatsApp group, as you mentioned a few times, and people, you guys were struggling. I saw from afar. (laughs) However, I knew you hadn't reached one section yet because there was one bit which blew my mind and I knew that it would be something which we're all going to talk about. So it's time for this week's dramatic reading. Uh, Can someone cue the dramatic music, please? I think this might be the most dramatic reading. It genuinely is dramatic. I think it might be. It it really is. It might be the best Maybe it's because it comes out of nowhere, but it is, yeah. Uh, Can someone cue the dramatic music? I think, James, it should be you. 
Cue Me? dramatic oh. music, and it involves Janet. <laughs> <laughs> it does involve Thank Janet. Give away Janet. a little hint. Uh, this week's dramatic reading is called Steve Bruce, Master Criminal. This is not the first time that I'd found myself in court. Oh, yeah, so we should probably give a bit of context. At this point, he's having a bit of a dealing with his first agent who doesn't deal very well with him, so he goes to court with him. Yep. Very quickly, the court case is still ongoing in the book, so he has to be like, I can't talk still be about ongoing it. now. It <laughs> probably is. 27 years later. <laughs> but he, it's so weird how he's like, I have a lot of stuff to say about this, but I can't because it's still ongoing. Like, wait just, for heading for wait victory to too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait to write your book, man. Next, just, yeah. That's very true. Anyway, this is not the first time I found myself in court. Exciting. I have to admit that in my early days with Gillingham, I managed to become the subject of headlines on both the front and back pages of the same edition of the local paper. Okay. Uh, I get what he means, right? Okay. I'm with you. I'm an idiot. This is no, this is like 90% of reading this book is what? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I guess that makes sense. Okay. On the front, the back and in the middle. During my initial se- season in the first team, I used to telephone Janet every day. There we go, Janet fans. She's already appeared. Her family was not on the phone at the time, so we arranged for her to be in a cool box at a great time for me to ring her there. It's like she's, he's having like an affair with a spy. It's really, <laughs> really exciting. I did not like to use my landlady's telephone box where I would have run up a frightening bill, so I went out to a cool box. On one occasion, I had only a couple of coins available, so when they ran out, I tried reversing the charges to Janet's box. Smart. It worked, so whenever I was a little short of cash, I used the same trick. Nothing. That is... That genius by the yeah, way yeah very clever that is such a clever idea i told you a smart I, footballer you, you have to take your hat off to him like it's it's illegal it became something of a habit uh-oh to the extent that the authorities are caught on to what was happening <laughs> we got him <laughs> the <We> feds <laughs> yeah the feds, were, the feds were watching the practice was more widespread than i realized because someone locally had been using a similar dodge to make calls to a box in sunderland determined to find the culprit <laughs> The exchange was listed. I really want to know who that was. Was it Niall Quinn and his girlfriend? Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Determined to find the culprit, the exchange was listing into reverse call charges from Gillingham to the northeast. What are the chances of that? <laughs> to get a clue about who was making all these calls. One day I was calling Janet about being sent off during a game against Swindon, and it did not take Sherlock Holmes to deduce from the newspaper reports the next day who had been making the call. <laughs> I love Just- that idea. There's someone listening in being like, we got him. <laughs> he got sent off against Swindon. We know who it is. When I came to make my next call, the trap had been set. Wow. <laughs> I, re- <coughs> I reversed the charges, and while we were chatting, I heard sirens in the distance. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like something in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> like the sting he at the end of the sirens. film. sirens. <laughs> yeah. I remarked that there must... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Phone booth. <laughs> it is phone booth. <laughs> I remarked there must be a fire or something in the area and carried on talking. The sirens came closer and closer and before I realised what was happening, four police cars and a van roared up outside my telephone box. <laughs> there was a moment of horrid realisation that I was the target of the manhunt. I just had time to scream to Janet, run, run, they've caught us before I was now. <laughs> Run, run. They've caught that, us. That is the single greatest line of Steve Bruce's <laughs> Run, Janet, yes. run. That's the new Run Forest run. Also, the idea that you would shout that down the phone as the police, <laughs> as the police are coming up to you. If you ever get like, budget to do any reenactments, Definitely that's do. the scene oh, that I really want to do. That's, I mean, I mean, to be honest, Steve Bruce might have some free time soon, so he'll probably be able to do it. <laughs> hey. Sorry, sorry. Keep him in the job. Why does she need to run? He's just like, Janet, flush the stash. I'll beat it. <laughs> it sounds, for fundamentally what is the mildest crime that has ever existed, screaming, run, Janet, they've caught us. It's <laughs> the most incriminating thing you can say. They're it's like Bonnie true. and Clyde. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I thought it was a bit excessive to send so many policemen to apprehend someone for making an illegal phone call costing only 50 pence. <laughs> but that was before that I knew someone was doing the same thing in Sunderland, running up bills of unimaginable proportions. Not then, at all! <laughs> yeah, then me and Janet drove off the edge of a cliff, holding each other's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's so good. Incredible. That is the best dramatic reading I think we've had. Yeah. Generally dramatic Easily. and exciting. Run, Janet, run! <laughs> <laughs> and then the book ends uh, with some tributes from players, coaches. We haven't had that too much, which is quite nice. People he's played with in his career. It, do- it does end with that, but it also, it, it's the ghostwriter like writing Yeah, that's it. true. And basically telling the story of the whole book again, but with some uh, quotes. It's quite nice in some ways, though, because Je- like people say all the things they thought of him, and Jerry Summers, his manager at Gillingham, says, oh, you know, he's a good player, and the toilets have never looked the same way since. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, in general, did this book change you, everyone? Did you enjoy it? I went ask that. Did it change you? <laughs> Let's go back to that one. Fundamentally, no. I can't say it changed me. No. I usually try and look for a reason as to why it would change me, but it hasn't changed me. Fair enough. Yeah, I wouldn't say it changed me. I liked that it ended on him saying that he wanted to be a manager, and he mm. is now, kind of. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> he, he is a manager. <laughs> Don't have the kind of. Don't have the kind of. <laughs> Technically, and, and I suppose one could say he is a manager. <laughs> Newcastle fans might not. We don't know not, what it but, will be yeah. like when this comes out, you know? Um, That's true. But, uh, you know, and he has... he has. Uh, we haven't mentioned this, so I won't go into it in too much detail, but he also runs a co- greetings card shop in Prestatic. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Which <laughs> we can't, I feel like we need to you've ruined a question some, in the quiz, but you're absolutely sorry, right. Yeah. We no, need no, no. to start some sort of tally of weird businesses that footballers have outside of football. I yeah. totally this agree. Like Cammy's off license. Yeah, a lot of Cammy's off license. The lasting legacy that this book had for me was I was like, I want to know what this shop is. Like, what was it called? And where, yeah. you know, what, what sort of thing did it sell? So I looked it up. Doesn't exist. Ah, oh, it's closed down. I thought uh, you were going to say. And guess where? Guess what I think it is now? A Sports Direct. Wow. I think it's come full circle and Mike Ashley's owns his soul. <laughs> but that is, it's, 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 a, it's a greetings card shop in uh, Prestatin in North Wales. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that, but that's where it is. And yeah, Prestatin. I agree. Prestatin. You got, yeah. All right, go, you know how to say things. You wouldn't listen to Vanity Fair. You get Billy Joel tattooed on yourself. I don't care. Just you're not better than me. <laughs> no, right. I used to go on Great caravan enough. holidays in Prestatin. That's why I know. I reckon I've been in Steve ah. Bruce's shop once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a sorry for getting this tattoo, mum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James, rating out of ten. Oh, I feel so conflicted because it was awful, but <laughs> there were a dramatic dramatic reading was great, and I just really like him. So I'm gonna just go with a five. Okay, that's un- unusually nice for you, James. Given how you are on this mm. show, how ruthless you can be, <laughs> but thank you for doing it, Jack. Three. Okay, ruthless. Tash? 3.5, and the 0.5 is for being so bland that I was able to project my own thriller onto it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me work out. He's with, a lovely I, guy. I've, 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 got, I've got to do the maths in my head, and now there's 0.5s in there. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to okay. give it a 0.5 four. to fix it. No, no, it's okay. I'll okay, give it a 0.5 to fix it. I'm going to give it four and a half, because it was dull, but um, some of the memories will live with me forever. So That's that, the truth. Is, that is what I've got from it. The dramatic reading brought it from three to five for me, I think. 
It got 16 overall, which is a four, and it is very, very much the bottom. That's below the Nevilles at 5.75. Sorry, Steve, we love you, but it wasn't we your best book. We do love you. We do, but we do love you. That's the important thing. For the quiz this week, you're all named after odd jobs Steve Bruce had while at Gillingham. So, Tash, your dishwasher, Jack, your plumber, and James, your dirty laundry washer. Good? <laughs> Happy with that? <laughs> and shout your name out as you're done. So, question one. Which fellow Geordie legend did Steve Bruce go on trial with at Gillingham? Dirty laundry washer. Peter Beardsley. <laughs> is oh, correct. Well Very played. Good. Very good dirty laundry washer. That, I thought it was really interesting, that bit. That was interesting. Again. No, 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 no. I mean, that was an interesting fact. Was an interesting bet. Yeah, I did go. <laughs> You're right. Question two. How many goals did Steve Bruce score from defence in 1990-91 season? Dirty laundry Eight. washer. Okay, oh, wow. it's an NBC. No, no, no. No, okay, whoa, no, no. Give me, give me. If you know what? this, if you know this, go. I think it's 19. <laughs> You're correct again. <laughs> I was going to say A5, B12, C19. Jack is fuming. He usually I'm, runs yeah. away with us. To be fair, I'm just happy to have to have not have this book in my brain anymore. So <laughs> he was a right little uh, Sergio Ramos, wasn't he? That, he was very impressive. He took penalties, but 19 goals a lot in one 19 season. 19 goals is so many. He actually, yeah, he actually, those 19 goals he scored. I could break it down if you want. He scored 11 penalties. No, please don't, please don't, please. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm back in the book. I'm reading the book again. Oh God. <laughs> We're witnessing greatness here, James. This is incredible. James is uh, recalling of this. Um, question number three: Which? Uh, what is one of Steve Bruce's all-time ambitions outside football? Hmm. Oh, oh, I, I know. Uh, dishwasher. He wants yes. to go and watch the cricket <gasps> in the West Indies. Very good. He wants to follow nice. the England cricket team on a tour of the West Indies. Very good. Dishwasher. That yes. sounds really sexist when I say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I should have thought these through. Should have thought this through. Not very Steve Bruce of you. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Very bad. <laughs> That's the end of the quiz. Uh, Plum, oh you got my nothing. God, I'm you got on one. the board. I know. I've <laughs> got nothing. Running away with it is dirty laundry washer. Well done, James. Well played, well dirty deserved. laundry washer. Very well deserved. Right, as your treat, uh, James, for winning, what would you like the most in the world? Would it be a Ken Zong by any chance? Yes, please. Nothing else prepared. Uh, time for this week's Ken Zong. This so far this series we've had Michael Dubridge, the tune of Dub Be Good to Me, and last week we had a whole tribute to David Weeter to the monkeys I'm a believer. That was great. Um this week to the tune of Smash Mouth's All Star. Oh. oh here we oh. go. Oh it, it's got it's got a lot to live up to. Hey now, Jesper Gronkia, get your boots on, go play. <laughs> hey now, Jesper Gronkia, put a show on today. All he touches is balls. <laughs> He's the big <laughs> Dane who <laughs> scores the goal. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't just say gold. I don't know why you're putting balls in there. <laughs> balls, yeah. All he touches is balls is not a phrase I ever want to hear coming out of Ken Zong's mouth. Out of context, Ken Zong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Somebody said to me, they thought this whole time, the three series that we've done, that Ken Zong is just James <laughs> playing a character. What? Playing a character called Ken Zong. It just slightly changes his voice, which would mean he'd have to stage phone calls with himself. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been on the show. Oh, that's that was really so funny. funny. Ken Zong oh, exists. so good. <laughs> he's going to be so It's like the end of Fight Club, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do other people think that? Does anyone else listening message me? 
I promise you, Ken Zong's real. We have to get one. I've Instagram never met Ken, next week. So you know. that's true. That is that is unbelievable. Though. Ken Zong does exist, and be back again this time next week. Uh, also, next week we're reading another book. I bet no one has ever read, and I genuinely mean this. One. <laughs> West Ham Vice Chairman Karen Brady's Brady Plays the Blues: A Diary <laughs> of Her Time at Birmingham, and it has quite the cover. We're all very very excited <laughs> by it. Tash, you look fuming. Uh, yeah, a dog just jumped on my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you missed his cameo appearance. Yeah, there. it was great. It was a great couple of seconds. Uh, if you've read that, which I think is very unlikely, or any book we've read, Steve Bruce's book, any of the books we read the series, or you plan on reading any of them, do get in touch. Get in touch with us about anything, any questions, um, any uh, footballer, author, uh, puns, which you had at the beginning. You can find us on Twitter at Footy Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, or on Facebook. Also, make sure you listen to our podcast, Friends, 21st Century Football, available on all podcasting platforms. It's a great listen. Check it out. Guys, any last words? Run, Janet! It had to be. Run, Janet, run! Goodbye. They're on to us! Bye. Bye! Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Natasha Daniels, James Belgian, and Jack Bernhardt. It was created by James Bug, and it's a Crowd Network production. Thanks to Steve for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, Steve Bruce has gone on to enjoy a successful managerial career, taking him to teams including Hull, Wigan, and Newcastle, where his constant references to King Canute in Team Talks goes down like a lead balloon. Billy Hughes played 126 games for Gillingham and then just 10 more for Palace and Wimbledon before apparently disappearing into thin air. Very suspicious, Steve. Janet has been on the run for that reverse call charge since the late 80s, but occasionally meets up with Steve in disguise at various greasy spoons around the northeast. Brian Robson still pots round to the Bruces to wash up a few glasses every now and then, and Gillingham replaced Steve Bruce with a washing machine. The music hills behind the work of Silent Partner and is used in a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back next week with Karen Brady plays the blues. We can't wait. See you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.